Welcome to the DJ Jericho Podcast. Today I'm going to talk about a more cryptic topic, something that's a little different from what I usually discuss, but I'm trying to take on some more touchier topics with my pod. And today I'm going to discuss French Montana's comments on DJ Academic's podcast. Um, He was on his podcast the past week. Uh, last week, and he basically made some shocking statements in regards to record labels and the life insurance policies that they take out on music artists. Now, I'm pretty sure you guys are aware, currently in hip-hop, there has been at least over 100 murders over the past year, probably, past few years, Um, you know, and they only highlighted in the media, for the most part, the well-known artists, but I actually went on YouTube and it was this video. I can't think of the YouTuber who put it up, but it was a video that showed there was over 100 hip-hop artists that were murdered throughout the United States uh, within the past year, all right? And they literally have several videos over the past 2020s, this decade, of music artists that were murdered from like 2019 up until 2021, entering 2022. And, you know... People are just trying to understand, like, why is it like being a hip hop artist is pretty much a death sentence? Like, it seems it seems that hip hop artists are literally walking targets and the likelihood of them surviving and making it out of the career of hip hop to bigger ventures. You know, like most old school hip hop artists, they, they step out of being a hip hop artist, become an entrepreneur. And, you know, they live relatively good, long lives. You know, you have hip-hop artists like Nas, you have hip-hop artists like Jay-Z, um, I can even say Fat Joe, and, and uh, you know, Busta Rhymes, several hip-hop artists that have made a name for themselves in the hip-hop community are still going strong in their 50s, and, you know, staying active in their field, you know, some of them are entrepreneurs and building businesses, and some are podcasters, some are just still within the culture, but they're doing pretty well for themselves. This current generation of hip-hop artists, you know, it doesn't seem like any of them are making it to even see the age of 25. You know, if we go through the list of hip hop artists that have passed away, majority of them were for the most part in their early twenties, you know, and outside of Nipsey Hussle that, you know, and young Dolph, those, those guys were in their thirties or mid thirties. They all died in a horrific way, violent, horrific ways, shootings, you know, and stuff like that. Now, understand that this conversation is not about specifics. It's not specifically about, oh, this artist or that artist. Of course, I got to protect my platform. But this is just a general discussion because I watched the interview that DJ Academics did with French Montana. And for most of you guys who do not know who French Montana is, he's a hip-hop artist. He's been in the industry for, I want to say, at least 10 years now. I personally don't listen to his music, but he is one of the many artists that signed to Puff Daddy that still actually has a thriving career, a surviving career, I would say. He's actually still making money. It seems like he's doing well for himself, unlike majority of Bad Boys' uh, previous signees, allegedly. And he went to the pod of academics and basically said that he feels like the record labels are now taking out life insurance policies on music artists with no good intentions, which basically he's basically trying to say and allege that record labels are getting these life insurance policies on these artists and setting them up to die. 
And it's crazy because, of course, this isn't the first time Record Label has put out life insurance policies uh, on their investment, which is an artist. Usually that's the norm. However, what I will say, people discussing life insurance policies and stuff like that with record labels on their artists didn't become so relevant until after the horrific murder of Young Dolph. Uh, since his homicide, uh, there has been a lot of people coming out making crazy, shocking allegations stating that, you know, record labels are allegedly, just in general, just I'm going to say in general, are setting artists up to be killed or hiring people to kill these artists because the record labels are allegedly the beneficiaries if the artist dies, which means that they'll cash out on millions of dollars. And of course, I'm pretty sure many of you guys seen this or heard this in the media or, you know, just in general that for the most part, a, a musician is worth more dead than alive. I'm pretty sure if you guys are 30 years uh, or older, um, you guys experience the death of a lot of relevant and high profile people and you've seen how record sales just skyrocket and how much money you know generated after their passing one of the biggest examples i can give is michael jackson um allegedly at the time that michael jackson had passed he was in some debt and you know of course i, I would never believe that michael jackson was poor broke or anything like that but um, after he passed, you know, his his numbers and his uh, sales, downloads went up astronomically high. And his estate basically brought in, since his passing, nearly over a billion dollars. And you can see that with even people from before Michael Jackson, like Elvis Presley, and how much money these estates make, you know, after an artist passed on. But we never actually sat down and really dug into it like how is it that the record label is fully benefiting i mean even without a life insurance policy the record label would benefit from the artist's death and the reason why is because they own the artists they own the the records the masters or the recordings for an artist so you know i wouldn't say that the record label want to set the artist up because I mean, it's anything is possible. I don't know if it's true or not, though. But this is what basically what French Montana is trying to say is that these record companies are making scenarios that's leading to the death of these music artists. They're making them famous fast. They're making it so they get a big, big fan base that supports them. And then allegedly they're taking them out. Now, I personally, you know, this is this is a thing where people have been talking about this since um, the passing of Dolph. And it's just a deep conversation that makes you wonder, like, is it even safe to even be a uh, hip-hop artist, particularly? Because I don't recall seeing this type of shady business going on in the pop world. I don't recall this in, in independent pop world. Um, I don't recall this type of situation even going on in the R&B world currently. But this is just like a big, major hot topic in the hip-hop community right now when it comes to being a hip-hop artist. Now, we can speculate all day on what's what. It can easily be the fact that many of these music artists are still involved in the streets while pursuing their career, never actually letting go of the actual street or gang life if they are a part of any gangs or affiliated. That could lead to somebody's demise. That can lead to somebody being killed. We're not exactly sure 
you know, what issues may be going on in these artists' personal lives or the people that they're actually connected with. All we know is the actual brand or whatever is put out on on the social media platforms like uh, The Shade Room, you know, Neighborhood Talk, all of those big blogs and stuff like that that put out these different stories about these hip-hop artists. We don't actually know what goes on behind closed doors and what meetings they're having with people because no one actually knows anybody, really, even if they're on social media all the time, we have no clue what's going on in the next 24 hours of their lives or the past 24 hours of their lives to determine that, okay, this person was living righteous the entire time and this, this, and this. It doesn't make sense why this person get killed or vice versa. Now, what, what French Montana is trying to say is that, you know, he feels, and this is, this is what he's saying, he feels like these record labels are getting his life insurance policies to cash out on artists. Now, why would a record company want to do that? Let's just evaluate the record sales and the record business in general. Now, I'm a DJ. I've worked with a lot of artists, done a lot of production work. I'm aware about how much money people make per streams. And what I'll tell you, like, it's literally pennies on a dollar. I would say that the average YouTuber is making more money off of a 1,000 views than a music artist would make off of a thousand streams. I would say that the average YouTuber is probably making 10 times, maybe 20 times more money than the average music artist off of 1 million views versus 1 million streams. So let's just talk about the money. Now, if you break down the money and if you follow like different documentaries um, where art is basically breaking down. And one of the best examples I will say is Left Eye from TLC. May she rest in peace. She did a breakdown of numbers on how the money is divided for the artists when she was discussing TLC's bankruptcy situation, right? And at the time, back in the day, they were selling CDs that were worth like 10 bucks, 10 to $15, you know? So when you do the math on that, that's millions of dollars that they're able to break down. But if we we do a calculation, and I could sit here and just do a breakdown right now, and we could talk about how much money is actually coming into for an artist. If if you're selling a record, even if you sell a record that's downloaded on Apple for ninety nine cents, that is like ninety percent less than the average CD was valued at like twenty twenty five years ago. And artists were still coming out broke. So really thinking about the recoup, let's just talk about the maximum recoup of how much money a record label would get off an artist if they sold a song for 99 cents. And I'm just saying off of 99 cents, y'all. 0.99, and we're going to say $1 million. Let's just break this down real quick and do the math, okay? We're looking at barely a $1 million, and that's actual that's an actual sale, like an actual sale that somebody purchased 99 cents for a song. Now let's just say that they decide to do an album for two dollars, okay? And we do that times one million right there. All right. That's ba- that's barely just making two million dollars. But if we did the math of back in the day for most CDs, and this is for the record label, the record label is only making $2 million. That's if the distributor isn't already taking a cut from there. So let's just say that the distributor is taking a cut and they're making probably $100,000, right? So let's say they make $100,000. That brings you down to $1.9 million, right? And then you take all of that money 
and it goes towards the record label. The record label has to pay their staff. The record label has to pay for fees, any type of advertising and marketing that they have to pay for. That's cutting it down even more. And then you have probably a million dollars, right? And then you have a million dollars, but who's the writers and the producers as well? Because the artist is the person that get paid less. So it's just a thing where the record label isn't making as much money as they did back in the day. Now, if we did the math on $15 times uh, $1 million, all right, let's do the math on that. That's $15 million. $15 million. So really, if we do the math on that, if you're going from selling a record for fifteen for fifteen dollars, that's making the record label an easy fifteen million dollars off of you selling pretty much one million records, pretty much. But if you do it now, you're not making you barely making two million dollars for that. Like, okay, we if we do it for two dollars, they make it two million dollars. All right, if they're selling it for fifteen, that's gonna be like fifteen was fifteen million dollars easy. That is literally. I would say, what's that, 90%? A 90% cut? So it would make sense, hypothetically, why these record labels would want to really protect their product because they're really not making anything from these artists anymore. And it, it makes you wonder how much is the artist actually being paid nowadays compared to... Because people say that it's better for you to be independent. Yeah, it's better for you to make your money directly because, of course, at the record label, they play, they pay the artists last. And if the artists don't write their own music, they really get shortchanged, you know? Even if they are the overall brand, they're still getting sort of changed. But if you really see that from a record label's perspective, they're really not making anything off of citing a hip-hop artist. They're making basically peanuts, pretty much. So that makes you sit and think, is it possible that these record labels are onto something more sinister and that they're signing, signing artists simply just to cash out because they know that they can cash out? Now, I'm not saying that this is factual, I'm just talking. I'm just talking. I'm just evaluating things like what is the possibility of French Montana being right versus French Montana being wrong, all right? So when it comes down to that, you know, we have so many artists being murdered and, you know, it's very rarely do we find who's responsible for these murders. Now, there's been a couple of people, I believe they... Uh, figured out who's supposed to have been responsible for Pop Smoke's murder, but we'll never get to the bottom of why they actually did the crime. You know, because if, if they've been paid off and sworn into silence, to, to be a uh, silence or a secrecy, they're not going to come out and be like, oh, I did this because of that. They, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You know what I mean? And it's just so deep and it's so, it's so sad because these young men, they had so much potential ahead of them. And it's just like, maybe they would have lived longer if they decided not to be hip hop artists, because it's like, you are literally a walking target. You know, you, if you're from the streets, then you have the people from the streets that's jealous of you. If you're gang affiliated, you have those people targeting you and the rivals targeting you, or even the people, your mans and all of them that's around you targeting you on top of that. You even have people in the music industry targeting you because, you know, in the music industry, it's always a, a thing where there's an artist beefing with another artist and that artist could be affiliated with a gang too. So you have so many different things, so many factors that's going to make it so your life, you know, may end very early just because you want to be famous, just because you want to be a musician. Then you have the additional factor where you sign to a record label thinking that this is going to be for the betterment of yourself and your family only to find out that this record label may be actually preying on your demise. Like, it's just crazy. And it's like, really, this conversation is about, is about like, what could possibly be fact? What could possibly be fiction? It's really all a mystery to me, you know? And it just had me thinking, the stuff that he was saying, like, is it possible that these record labels are really 
um, hoping that these artists die because I've never seen so many musicians, hip hop artists particularly, die at such an early age and it being because of homicide, murders, shootings, killings. And I mean, these artists are being overkilled. You know, with Triple X to Tayshian situation, that was crazy. That was basically live streamed everywhere for the world to see this guy get assassinated while he's in his car leaving a, a bike store. You know, it, it was insane. Then you have Pop Smoke situation where he just went on IG Live and was talking about he had, you know, a certain amount of cash on him and valuables and he had just went shopping or whatever. And then those guys just break into the house and just kill him. You know, and then we have, of course, and I would say, I don't think, you know, you know, I I don't think every every situation is the same situation. I'm pretty sure every every guy that got killed here, every hip artist that have been murdered over the past three to five years so or so that this has been, you know, so prevalent, you know, has their own situation. But it's just so interesting that they all have the same demise. It's like these guys, they come in the industry. They have maybe a good, I don't know, six months to one year run. Then maybe in between there, they might last. I would say most of these artists' careers last for maybe a year and a half, maybe two years, a good two years, so they can garnish the fan base that's needed. And then all of a sudden, they, they out of here. And it's like no real explanation on what happened, you know? Like, I mean, we can sit here and see on the news that, okay, they caught this person, this is the person that did it, but it's like it's like senseless violence. And we do have, of course, hip-hoppers that was killed back in the 90s, but this is really at its height. This is like a... This is just like... It's, 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 it's crazy. Like, it's, it's like never-ending. It's like an epidemic. Epidemic of shootings, if that could be, if that's the word I could find for it, it's like a massacre of hip hop artists, and it's like I personally don't understand why anybody would want to be a hip hop artist. I really, I just really don't know. I don't know because if this is how it's going to end, I mean, they even are out here killing the female hip hop artists too. You know, robbing them, shooting them, it makes you wonder. You know, but with French Montana's situation. I wonder if he's paranoid now because if he came out and said that, and this guy has been in the industry for over 10 years, I don't think French Montana is just saying this because of his health. I mean, if anything, he'd probably be concerned. Maybe he's just coming out saying this so people would know if something were to happen to him to look into his record label, you know, because it could be very dangerous when you get to expose the people. And this is the reason why I didn't actually say any names or make any allegations towards any particular label or anything like that. But I just wanted to expand the conversation on what he, what he was talking about. What I will say is I know there's a lot of musicians around me that's out there. And I would say, just be careful if you want to sign to a record label. I personally don't feel like an artist can really benefit from a record label. That's just my personal opinion. Can doors be open through a record label? Yes, because it's really about connections and it's really about the money. Everybody thinks because they're getting a deal with a record label, it's like, oh, yeah. But really, it comes down to this. I mean, you could try to get a... You might as well just get a business loan and invest in yourself and build your own platform and then try to get your record out and do the advertisement because that's really what it comes down to marketing instead of having to sign your soul away because it's like if you don't pay those people back, if they're investing into you, do you think they really care about your life? That's what basically what French Montana is trying to say. Like... They're investing millions of dollars into you. And one million sales is not even bringing them back $5 million investing into you. 
you know, and but the policies, those life insurance policies may. So what I would tell the current hip hop artists out there, if you want to be signed, you know, good luck. But look into those contracts because, I mean, they might secretly put the, the life insurance policies in there and they might not even know about it. They may have no clue, some of these people, if this is allegedly is true. But I, I, it quest, it's a bigger question as why there hasn't been any investigations put into these situations. If, if that's what artists like French Montana think is going on, you know? But this is just a short pie, and I, I just wanted to sit here and just decipher and think about some stuff. Because we had Tupac and Biggie that was murdered back in the day, and that, to this day, are unsolved murders. People are always... And it's crazy because I see people on YouTube that was there 25 years ago, and they still always have a million different stories on the same subject. And we have to accept that we'll never figure out who killed Biggie. We'll never figure out who killed Tupac and really what, you know, why. All we have is a bunch of people speculating. No one actually is going to come out one day and say, okay, this is who killed this and this. This is for sure who did this and this. It's just been way too long. A lot of those people that was around has passed on anyway, you know, because a lot of times when it comes to this, you know, street lifestyle or even just hip hop lifestyle, a lot of those musicians, they don't take care of themselves, you know, so they don't live long. And, you know, unfortunately, some of them, they go to jail or whatever. They're silenced in some type of way. So there's absolutely no way that we'll know exactly what happened with Tupac and Biggie. But I just feel like the numbers in regards to the deaths in this generation compared to what happened back in the Bad Boy and Death Road era is, like, uncomparable. I would say it, the, the murder rate had to increase at least, like, 700% since then. Like, every other person you would hear, oh, I heard about, oh, Tupac. I heard about Biggie. Oh, Big L. Um, the guy from D12 as well, um, Proof, that's his name. He got shot and killed, you know. But it was like a gap in between these artists being killed. You know what I mean? It wasn't a thing where it's just like a nonstop marathon of murders. Like, is it really worth it to be a hip-hop artist anymore? I just sit and think about it because a lot of times you go broke, you don't have any money, and now it's just like, Everybody that's deciding to go after this hip-hop career, rap career, end up in a casket. You know, like, I would choose my life before fame any day, you know, but to each his own, you know. I, I don't know. Share your thoughts about this, you know. Share your thoughts about this topic. Do you guys believe that record labels may be setting up music artists with these life insurance policies, praying for their demise, hoping that they're, they, they, they die or they're killed? Or do you believe that they could possibly set up an artist to die and be killed just so they can collect? They're listing themselves as a beneficiary. Do you guys think, do you feel that this should be investigated? Share your thoughts. I just want to know. French Montana started the subject, so I'm just replying back to it because I seen it and I heard what he had to say. Share your thoughts. Do you guys believe that? Anyways, outside of that, of course, I hope you guys enjoy this mini pod. It's the DJ Jericho podcast where I talk about entertainment news, world news, and gossip. I'm going to be dropping more videos. If you guys are on YouTube, hit that subscribe button if you like these topics and subjects. I'm trying to keep the content going. It's been hard out here, you know, trying to build this platform, but I'm trying to stay focused. And I have a goal. If you guys are on YouTube right now, if you want exclusive podcasts and, and you know, audio and stuff like that, go ahead and subscribe to my outside platforms, which is Spotify and Apple. 
All right. I still want you guys listening on YouTube because that brings me to check. But I want you to subscribe to Apple and Spotify because certain subjects I will not be able to discuss on a YouTube platform. I don't even know if they're going to let me re release this video because this really is like a conspiracy theory based type of pod. But I really wanted to discuss it. So share your thoughts about this. Do you feel like French Montana is tripping on things that he said? And also, I'm going to send the link for that for you guys to see the video. I'm going to put the link in the description below so you guys can see exactly what he said. Of course, I can't put the video on YouTube because I might get copyright claim flagged, all that. I need to make my bread. But do you guys really think the record labels are out here offering these music artists purposely? Is this a sinister plan to kill as many music artists as possible after building their brand to millions and millions of followers and supporters and fans? Share your thoughts below. If you guys aren't already subscribed, once again, subscribe. And also follow me on TikTok for more news. Just follow me everywhere. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Wherever you prefer, follow your girl and support. But make sure you guys come home to the platform to listen to my live stream and my podcast on all streaming platforms. Not only on Spotify, not only on Apple, but everywhere else. And I'll catch you guys on the next one. Much love. Peace.